recording for the second time. Welcome to Loser Leaves Wrestling. Loser Leaves Wrestling uh, with the LLW crew. My name is Red Jefferson. I am here with Roy Hammer. How are we today, Roy? Good. Good. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Well, I've had some discussions with international partners. Uh, we're, we're trying to, uh, 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 what is it, re-up? What, what do we call it when we're doing, we're trying to get better? We're trying, we're to, trying to improve. We're investing in ourselves. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We are. We sure are. We're putting money back into the business because we make so much. Yeah. You might as well put some money back into the business. I'm happy to always uh, improve. Yeah, we have to improve. Otherwise, we're deproving. Um, <laughs> like a bread. Like bread. Um, but welcome. This is the woo-woo-woo-woos yeah. and the woods of AEW Dynamite. And boy, did we have an AEW Dynamite today. Uh, I hated it. What? <laughs> yeah. You hated yeah. this show? This is going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> Did you hear that fart? <laughs> That's how you feel about this show, huh? That's how I feel about this show. This show was a big fart. Um, what would you you like the show? This was a. Big, I thought it was. What I is this? Was, this is a woo 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 for you. This was a good show. It wasn't like a woo, but it was like it was a good show. It was a good show mm. for sure. There were no knockout matches on this show. There were some good matches. I thought there were some like good matches. But there was nothing that blew me away. There were no segments where I was like, that's an all-timer. You know, it was – and you were so used to that, or I'm so used to that, I should say, that sure. um, when there isn't something that, like, really knocks me out, I'm kind of disappointed. But I think it was, like, a pretty, like, consistent show. I thought it was okay. I guess we're going to have to get into it because there, I, I, there, was talk some, about it. there was something to be desired for myself, but I guess we're going to figure it out today on today's show uh let's start off the, let's start off hot let's start off let's with the top it. of the show let's just roll down let's roll on let's down let's roll on down roll on through uh the top of the show the show started aw dynamite started with kenny omega versus alan angels alan angels i guess like early last year or the start of the pandemic last year they had a, a match and alan angels really showed his stuff and everyone was real impressed and i remember that match I remember that match. What did you think of Kenny Omega, Allen Angels 2? I thought it was fine. You know, I thought it was okay. Uh, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was fine. Uh, there are little things that I like. Um, I don't I don't love Allen Angels. Like, I think he's fine. Yeah. Uh, but the way he wrestles, he wrestles like a lot of other people on the card who are a lot more interesting to look at and to watch. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's kind of uh, – that, that can be tricky. But I think Kenny Kenny is good. I think Kenny is he is a very good at being an elite professional wrestler, no pun intended. Being an elite professional wrestler, making other people look good, but then also not making himself look too weak. I think he um, yeah. Oh no, no, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay. I was just gonna say, like, I like the finish of the match. I like when a top guy beats an underneath guy with a move that's not his finish because he doesn't need to use his finish to beat him. Yeah. Uh, I like when Kenny has a mean streak. I think a lot of people's general complaints with Kenny Omega is that maybe he's a little too goofy and he doesn't take himself seriously enough. But when he gets serious... <laughs> I don't know. I think his, I one of those sneezing fits. his complaints run a lot deeper, I think, than just that. Sure. Um, yeah, he's but, just angry. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> I like when he gets angry. I like that he lets people toy around with him, and then he gets fucking pissed, and he breaks them in half. Yeah. I I agree with that uh, sentiment entirely. Uh, the thing is with Alan Angels, and you already kind of hit it, there's already people that he, he just lacks 
uh, it. He lacks it. He lacks that fire. He's not a, a he's, he doesn't know how to make a, a comeback and get people behind him because he doesn't know how he's he wrestles like a solid jobber. Uh, and he looks like I'm sorry. I, I understand the bald bearded look is really cool. It's a really <laughs> cool look. I get it. It's like a great look. But in a group with three other bald bearded people, you know, uh, two other bald bearded people, you no, got John right. Silver, yeah. you got uh, uh, Stu Grayson. Uh, uh, so it's just, you know, I, I just feel like he needs to put that mask back on. Yeah. Uh, I cared more about him when he had the mask on. Uh, but that was that. But then we have at the end uh, that uh, there's uh, he starts beating down on Alan Angels. But then Hangman comes out. Hangman comes out and he's about to give the buckshot, but he just ducks underneath, which was a cool little sequence. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But this is just one in many beatdowns after the match tonight. That's a good point. That's a really a good point. A lot of beatdowns after the match. Can't we just win and move on? Does yep. everything have to be a beatdown? And uh, Chico Marks, it's can't compete with John Silver. You're damn right he can't. We're going to get to John Silver later in tonight. Yep. But when this was going on, I'm just like, why isn't John Silver in this spot? Because there's a better spot for him on Friday. Yeah, and this is like a good opportunity for, you know, the elite took a loss last week, so make Kenny look strong and beat the shit out of somebody, and that's what happened here. And also just to set up the, like, hangman thing. And I liked – I don't – I mean, it's fine, but I prefer what happened in this segment. Instead of, like, the baby face has the title that was left in the ring, and, you know, he holds it up, and he's like, hey, I'm champion. I like that hangman. Confident confident smooth hangman just put the belt down and he said you've got 10 days and that's it really nice really good yeah yeah well i like when they do things a little bit differently and and hangman gets it yeah he hangman does. truly does get that he's not he, he doesn't want to give us the same same old same old and he can't he could very easily coast but he's not coasting, yeah. which I appreciate. Can I uh, give you a controversial statement here that I just thought of? Oh, I would love it. Uh, I think you'll probably agree with this because I love Kenny Omega. I love Kenny Omega, and I love the Young Bucks. Sure. But sure. Adam Cole withstanding. I don't count Adam Cole necessarily in this because he wasn't a member of like the original elite that started AEW. But out of the Young Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman, and Cody, and Cody, I'll include Cody in this. Hangman is the one who's built the best for long-term success on North American wrestling television. His look, sure. his cadence, how he moves, the things he says, the characters he creates. He's better served long-term than anybody else on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think it's because he took an active role in his character, uh, and he also didn't try to – he didn't overindulge. He kept it slow and steady. He didn't try to force himself down anyone's throats. He kept it nice. He pulled back. He didn't try and take. He's been very gracious. And I think people appreciate that. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah, and I also no, think that's he's... that's not controversial. I think that's dead on. Yeah, and I think the real, the big money is Hangman versus Adam Cole in the future. That's mm -hmm. going to be huge. And I also think he's... And I, I'm trying to think of a nicer way to say this. I've been trying to think of it. But, like, it's pretty well documented. You know, Kenny's kind of a weirdo, like, in general. He's just, like, kind of a kooky dude. And the Bucks are, like, borderline Mormon. And Cody's way just not self-aware at all. Hangman yeah. is like, you know, Hangman was a substitute teacher before he became a full-time wrestler. Hangman. I did not know that. He <laughs> did, you know, he went to college for film. He graduated in three years. Like, he's just kind of like a more normal, well-adjusted guy outside of the ring. And it translates better on television for me and for a bigger mainstream audience. 
as well. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't watch Being the Elite and didn't know the backstory of, like, the Bucks and Kenny, I don't know how I'd feel about them. But Hangman, sure. outside of everything else, just watching Dynamite from the beginning to now, Hangman is just the best. He's just yeah. the best. I don't need to know anything else about him. I don't need to know any other context. I show up and I'm like, here's this fucking cowboy. People are chanting cowboy shit. He's talking to me about his feelings. I love it. Yeah. He's great. He's great. I had no idea about the substitute teacher thing. That's awesome. We have some agreement here. Uh, Yankees, MCAV1, Hangman Cole will be great. Hell yeah. And that will be a very uh, good program. And I, I know some people just came in just letting you know. We're getting an international partner soon. <laughs> That's going to help us with our tech. Just letting you know, things are cooking over here. In case you want, if we, in case we freeze later, you want to now. You better get with the bandwagon now. You better get with the bandwagon now because once we get that tech, a tech, it's over for you. It's over for them. I really, I keep having these daydreams that like once we get a tech and we no longer have to worry about technical issues, really, the sky could be the limit here. The sky is already the limit, but now. <laughs> <laughs> with this with our friend Tamazan. Uh very excited uh, for you to meet Tamazan. Uh moving on. We have to get out of here. We have Let's to get, get out, out of here. here. We have so much, we have so much to go through. Malachi Black promo. Uh and uh he has this one where he's in a black suit. And uh tell me, does it remind you of Sean O'Hare in two thousand two? Oh man, I'm so happy you said that. It didn't. But I'm so happy that this <laughs> <laughs> because uh, because uh, like uh, Malachi Black has this whole like you know uh, Brutus wasn't the only one or Marcus wasn't the only one to stab you in the back or whatever he says yeah uh, but like he does it in this very cool suave way and just like Sean Harris just like I'm not telling you anything ah <laughs> uh, man that shadow hair character so good. R. It would have been so good if they didn't immediately pair him with Roddy yeah, Piper. Totally. And Roddy respect. Piper did all the talking, which is fine in 1992, uh, but not good yeah, here. Yeah, all he had was uh, in 2002. Um, but excellent, excellent work. Uh, Malachi Black, you were cool with it? We yeah, really I'm going to talk a little bit more later on when we get to this Cody Andrade match about Malachi Black, but we'll talk about it later. I suppose we're going to have to. <laughs> uh, CM Punk comes out next, and he wants people to chant for Mox. Uh, by the way, uh, for those of you not aware, John Moxley has entered into a, uh, inpatient rehab for, uh, drinking and we all support him there. Uh, but one thing I will say is they paid a lot of attention to him on the show. And personally, I don't know if I'd want that. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. if I were John Moxley, I don't know if I want CM Punk using my rehab as a part of his promo (laughs) that he's doing that night. I don't know. Like, and, and also coming from him. Coming from CM Punk, who's Mr. Straight Edge, comes off a little know-it-all-y. Well, I think he did a good job there. Stuck up. (laughs) I think he did a good job of relating it back to his own. It's really like, because I'm going to get this this wrong, but the sentiment is right. That alcoholism and like addiction is a mental health issue, you know, and I think he tied it back to his own mental health issues and why he had to step away from wrestling. So I think he did it the right way. I don't know if I would have necessarily brought it up, but I do like that now CM Punk has become this de facto kind of like voice for Tony Khan in a way where he probably, I assume before CM Khan. Punk goes out there, Tony Khan says, Hey, can you put over John Moxley? Or like on other weeks, he's like, Hey, can you put over that Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson match? before you start talking yeah. about you can you just do that for the company you're a company man so can you go and do that it, it's not that he's the vo- he's no longer the voice of the voiceless <laughs> he's the voice of tony khan <laughs> because tony khan has uh, i really do believe that 
Tony Khan, uh, Tony Khan's like dream wrestler is CM Punk. Yeah. Growing up, it's just been CM Punk, and now he has him. So anything to- uh, CM Punk says could probably change Tony Khan's opinion. <laughs> He'd be like, I hate the Jaguars. He'd be like, I kind of hate them too now. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that crazy. is, it, it was, I, I read somewhere that like, it was like, CM Punk was the number one guy that he wanted over everybody. Like it was CM Punk. Like he was always the yeah. number one guy for him. So yeah, I, I, that makes sense. I thought this promo was good. I thought it was like, ah. Uh. And then I think he made a huge mistake at the end, which really pissed me off. Um, about the TNT title. I was going to be in that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Bury the tournament and bury Miro, you jerk. Yeah. Now the whole crowd's going to be like, oh, this this is cool, but like this could have been CM Punk. And we're not yeah. going to blame Eddie Kingston. No one blames Eddie Kingston for that. I don't know why the hell. He, I don't know why he did that. That was just such a dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, weird. Yeah. Very strange move. Very strange move. And it just made me feel like it was just a bad. It was just a bad segment. It was just a bad segment. Honestly, a lot of these segments today. There's, it felt like a lot of filler. It yeah. felt like a lot of filler. Like, that CM Punk thing should have been done in the back. Like, that CM Punk uh, entire segment should have been a shorter segment where he's just like, hey, thoughts and prayers to Mox. Like, well, I hope you're doing great, blah, blah, blah. But Eddie Kingston disrespected me last week, and I have a bone to pick with him. So maybe next week in St. Louis, we're gonna have a, we're, he's going to apologize to me. And that would have been fine there. He doesn't have to come out each time, you know? I like him in the ring. I will say I like him in the ring. Uh, I like him in the ring, but I my issue with that with it is that he just, like, and he does this. He does this, but he did it maybe a little too much this week where he just kind of stood there and was kind of, like, waiting for Who? the crowd to react to him. Punk. He does a lot of standing, yeah. and then his promos kind of drag a little bit. Because they just, he's like, come on, where's my reaction, you know? And then there's like, yeah. it was this weird thing when like four or five people, like it was probably more than that. But tonight specifically, you could hear four or five people saying one specific thing to him, like full gear or whatever. And then he would be like, yeah, and not yet though. Yeah, it. like it's kind of yeah. weird. It kind of didn't go well tonight. This wasn't his best night. This wasn't really anybody's yeah. best night. Yeah, Chica Actually, Marks writes down... Chico Marks no, writes down yeah. so much talking. Oh, yeah. wait, we'll stop. <laughs> She's talking about the show. She's talking about the show. Uh, there was a lot of talking tonight. Now we got Poe Boucher. Boucher, uh, Boucher, Boucher. Uh, Punk is beefing with Kingston because he got interrupted. Come on. You're damn right. That's a yeah, weird, that's right. That's a dumb, that's that's a right. dumb way to start a feud. It's, it's a like dumb, a silly. It's the spilling coffee on cane of feuds. Oh my god! And you know what? Let me ask. Let me ask you this. Let me. I thought about this during that promo. Let me ask Poe and Chica and Yankee all these questions. Are they? Is this the right use of CM? Like, are they using CM Punk wrong? Are they slow burning CM Punk too much here? Should he? He probably should have just jumped immediately into a feud after Darby Allen. This Eddie Kingston thing probably should have happened a month ago. There, there, so uh, I don't want to endorse Jim Cornette, but he had an interesting thought on this. That he said that uh, you know, back in August, we were like, "Oh my God, we would love to see CM Punk fight. We can't wait to see CM Punk have another match. It's, uh, like, will he ever wrestle again?" And now, come November, we're like, we're seeing a lot of CM Punk. Like every single week, he's got a new match. Every single show, he's got some sort of promo or presence. Give. Don't have to force them down our throats. Uh, I <laughs> what? What do you got? You it's just say? funny because I was saying that early on, but now I don't feel that way anymore. But at the same time, we see Brian every week too, but we're not sick of Brian because Brian's having incredible matches. Yeah. 
But Punk's just means. having fine matches, you know? I don't know. Yeah, well, we we got to get out of this punk yeah. world. we got to talk about Miro. Just a quick aside, he uh, doesn't trust God anymore, and he says God needs to prove himself. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking Miro righteous. never doesn't kill it. He kills it in these promos. Then we have a super, like, back-to-back talking. So we had Malachi Black, CM Punk, Miro. Now super elite. They're saying they're tough guys. And then Christian disagrees, and then Luchasaurus disagrees, and they have this awkward fight. Yeah, it's disjointed. This awkward, awkward, uncomfortable. A lot of uncomfortable brawling today. Yeah, a lot of uncomfortable waiting for the next sequence, setting up for a big thing. A lot of that stuff, and and the announcers really had to play dumb with a lot of mm-hmm. it. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah. Um, and then we get a concerto to Adam Cole on the ramp, uh, which is fine. Whatever. It really. I. I just. This is not the way to get me to care about this, right? Yeah, it's tricky too because the concerto is such like a in in 2021. That's such a scary, dangerous move, at least looking. Yeah. That like it's a shame that like he gets this concerto and then twitches afterwards. Oh, but don't worry, he's fighting John Silver on Friday. Yeah, like I wish they, I that's I wish they could sell that a little out. bit more. Yeah, because I think yeah. it's probably leading to Christian Adam Cole at the pay per view, which is great. I'm excited about that. That should be a good match, but. Yeah, the whole thing feels kind of strange. And, like, this seems to happen fairly often with any brawling segments that involve the elite. Yeah. It seems. Yeah, 100%. And that's uh, a little but, bit of a bummer. But not just them. And the concerto should be a heel move to a babyface mm-hmm. to really get the sympathy behind the babyface and to make the heel look like a dastardly evil villain. Uh, one thing I just want to note real quick our pictures on there because you're kind of coated in a blue light and I'm coated in like a red light. We look like cold miser and heat miser, <laughs> <laughs> which would be a great Halloween. Costume. That's a good Halloween. Costume. Great... Yeah. Next year for uh, the LLW Halloween show. That's what we'll the, be uh, for the LLW Halloween party. Uh, we're going to go as that. Chica Marks writes, it is somehow too slow yet a little too much. Uh, the brawling. I think that's what you're talking about or the uh, possibly that or the CM Punk promo both. Yeah. <laughs> Both, both. Uh, moving on, then we just get a quick little promo uh, about Chris Statlander and Ruby uh, Ruby promo. I love that. Yeah, it was really good. good. It was good. Really good. I just hope Chris Statlander goes over because uh, I care more about her. Uh, moving on, we got. Oh, yeah, I know how you feel. Uh, <laughs> Ruby Soho is a theme song. Uh, moving on, we got Samurai Del Sol and Aerostar, our friend Aerostar, good friend of the show, old friend of the show, Aerostar. <laughs> Versus FTR. Versus FTR. Um, first you of all, this is this is my match of the night for sure. I loved this match. I thought this match was a lot of fun. What? Oh, oh, oh. hold on a second. Uh, also, do you remember seeing Aerostar at that Lucha Underground show when he yeah, dove off yeah. the balcony and they had to bring up the yeah. Paramedics? Yeah. He yeah. What died. a what a classic. You you he hated did a bunch this of those match tonight. Yes, but hold on. Chica Marks writes, women's promos were great. Yeah. They were great. They did Absolutely. a great job there. Absolutely. Uh, and that was one of the best parts of the first half of the show. Um, but, uh, yeah, Samurai Del Sol does, has never worked an American tag match, and it shows. Uh, yeah, he has. Well, it, he didn't follow any of the uh, tag rules. Do you, re- you, uh, do you don't remember Kalisto from the WWE? That Kalisto? That's Kalisto. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he know the basics? (laughs) 
No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And the announcer should have put this over. They should have said this better. They are the triple A tag team champions. This should be a Lucha Libre rules tag team match because they are the triple A tag team champions. But they didn't make that clear. So then it just looked messy. But they should have just said. a lot of messiness. Well, also, Aerostar is not like the neatest wrestler in the world, nor is Kalisto. He's gotten worse. <laughs> he's fallen. <laughs> like, he's all because I like Aerostar because he does fun things. And but the thing is, he botches more than he hits. He botches more times oh, than he makes. Sure, that's part and, of his gimmick. Uh, and I like Kalisto. I really like Samurai Del Sol. I like that idea. But boy, did he like just completely whiff tags, and then Aerostar's just like, "What are you doing, bro? <laughs> We're supposed to tag." Are you talking about that? Ah, what are you doing? <laughs> talking about that spot where he like did a flip and then did a split and just stared at Aerostar and Aerostar there was, was like, that time there was another time when uh, like he just jumped in and tagged him in the middle of the ring and then Aerostar's like what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> I thought that there was Aerostar does these like sentons like just a flat back senton but he'd like hits them with like his neck and his head and yeah. it just looks very scary very bad yeah. very bad and this was a clunky match and ftr did not know what to do with them because ftr is trying to have a regular match <laughs> and then they're supposed to remember all these intricate spots and they obviously even though ftr is trying to remember obviously they're uh uh, uh sam uh, del so is fucking up big time and Aerostar has a concussion <laughs> <laughs> It's just so clunky. Well, I also think uh, Samurai Del Sol hasn't wrestled a match in like six months. You know, he got geez. released by the WWE, had a 90-day non-compete, and hasn't done anything since. He's a little rusty. I, I like Kalisto. though. I, I like him. Uh, we got Chica Mark saying, I worried Aerostar was going to get hurt. Uh, yeah, so did Aerostar. <laughs> um, uh, the split made me laugh out loud because that split was very funny. Yeah. It just looks up and just like, after you're just waiting there, yeah. and Aerostar's just like, <laughs> Very, I think very I will say, though, there's a couple of things. You, you like this match? I, yeah, because it was fun. It was like a novelty. I'm, I get sucked into it because I'm like, oh, wow, like FTR. I love that they're the AAA tag team champions and they're calling themselves the best lucha tag team on the planet. I think that's very funny. Yeah, that's great. Their uh, knee pads, their theme yeah, music. The, best part of the match for me. I love, I think, I think FTR somehow is coming into their own even more than they already have in their careers. I yeah. think they're continuing to find new levels to go to. I love watching them. I love them in this segment later on, which is a controversial thing, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, I thought it was sloppy, sure, but like, it was fun. I had a good time. I loved the brain buster on the outside spot. I liked the roll up to finish. I wish it had been more of a definitive finish. I wish they didn't need to use the ropes. I wish they just crushed his head, Aerostar's head. Yeah. But Aerostar yeah. already crushed his own head earlier in the match, so you yeah. might as well just roll him up. Yeah, they didn't. Honestly, this felt like a throwaway match. It felt like a throwaway match. Uh, I do appreciate what you're saying about the Lucha rules. I would appreciate that more, but uh, who knows? Uh, moving on, we got Tony Schiavone presents Sheeta with a trophy, and Nyla Rose and Vicky uh, talk about it. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> honestly, Nyla Rose, Nyla Rose is fine, uh, but uh, Vicky should do the talking. Why do we have Vicky there if Vicky isn't screaming? Yeah, Vicky is. No, I love it. Yeah. I want her shriek. That's her X Men superpower. She. Do you remember when she shrieked in Orange Cassidy's ear, and then he just freaked out? No, but yes, yeah. It was great. It was great yeah. because, like, that's her power. That's why you have her there. It's that banshee shriek. 
that's very exciting for everyone. We all agree. Um, but uh, any thoughts on that before we move on? Yeah, I think it just sets up the next round. I think that's fine. I, I do like that oh. Nyla referenced her knee because that's going to be sure. play a major part in, in that next match, I'd assume. Oh, I'd assume so as well. Uh, so we've had two matches so far, Kenny, Allen Angels, and uh, the this blusterfuck of a tag match. And then we get – so we've had several. We've had five, di- six different – uh, already talking segments and here comes another one chris jericho and the inner circle versus lambert and the lambert boys uh they're all talking and they're just talking nonsense um uh, uh, lambert is this is lambert's worst outing uh jake hager calls uh, uh oh Juno dos santos popeye which is true but it's not but it wasn't funny um it was way too long sexist and boring i wrote yeah horrible segment my least favorite segment on the show um i the only thing i liked is when dan lambert said my face isn't that fat i think that's kind of funny that that's his comeback um i thought homegirl whose name i've already forgotten which i apologize for i thought she was good um up until she made a sex joke, and then they all made sex well, jokes. Well, I don't think she meant to make that sex joke. I think Jericho she just took advantage of that. Meant, they 100% talked about it beforehand. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, you're right. I just don't want like, – and I feel bad for her because she's, like, in a, a place that – like, this isn't her, you know, home territory, right. you know. that She's a, a, you know, new fish in this pond. Yeah. So she's probably just going along with her. They're saying – and this was 100% Chris Jericho being like, yeah, so you could take a five on the same time. I'll be like – yeah, you're five of us at the same time. Only fans like uh, it. He just—it's terrible. That was that was his. That it's was a Chris I, Jericho production. I cannot wait for this feud to be over. Um, I hope Chris Jericho breaks his leg so he we don't have to see him on Jesus TV for a while. Christ. <laughs> I mean, That's a bad juju. No, I'm saying don't like put that on the show. Accidentally like slips and falls Jesus and maybe has to be off Christ. TV for a little bit. I don't know. I could use a break. I'm just all Watch, I'm saying. I'm gonna end up breaking my leg <laughs> no. this week, and it's no. because of that wish. No, no, no. I said I hope. Uh, I don't wish. I hope. There's a difference. Well, we we're done with that. We're done with them. Tony Schiavone again with Seidel, Leo, Dante, and Lee Moriarty. Uh, and apparently, there's gonna be a match. Is uh, so is Leo Rush uh, injured? No, I just think they're doing a thing here. It's unclear. But maybe he's injured. I don't know. Maybe that's why they're doing it. But I feel like they're doing a thing where um, they're just kind of putting off Leo's in-ring. Technically, his in-ring debut, even though he already wrestled in AEW once. But um, so it's uh, Leo. Uh, so it's uh, uh, Lee Moriarty versus uh, Dante Martin, uh, right? Is that it? I think it's going to be a tag match. They didn't, but they didn't announce it, so I don't know. And that oh, seemed, that's unlike so, them to do that too, which I think is weird. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel versus Dante and Leo Rush, which should be a good match. It should be. It should be. Yeah. Um, and even if Leo Rush doesn't wrestle, he's worth it from the mic. Yeah, absolutely. He's just worth it. Great. You know what? Absolutely worth it. This is a, a particular thing, but I love his voice. Just the sound of his voice. Yeah. It's like he's got a good tone to his voice. It's yeah. great. Yeah, 100%. He's going to make, like, he. if and when he retires, well, when he retires, he's just going to make a great mouthpiece. He's yeah. going to. You know, uh, but moving on, we got Jamie Hader versus Anna J. Uh, this is a match that happened. Um, uh, I, I don't. I, I guess I don't know what to expect. It was fine. Yeah, it was, it was passable. okay. Yeah, it was like a C. If I was to give this match a grade, it'd be a C. It yeah, passed. 
and, and, and like it, it did it did okay. I just expected Jamie Hader to be a little bit more of a powerhouse mm-hmm. and a little bit more dominant. And the fact that it was kind of like, you know, it was just a little whatever. What do we got here? John Buseman. Leo is leveraging his appearances. That's true. That is probably true. Yeah. Uh, smart because one of that's what he does. He leverages, and that's why he makes the big money. That's why he's a millionaire. LBO you know, Leo. His <laughs> that's his name. That's what he goes by. LBO Leo. What does LBO stand for? It's like a stock market thing. I'm not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> why is he doing that to us? Why do we need more acronyms? We don't need them here. LBO. LBO Leo. Yeah, I will say the thing about Jamie Hayter. This match won Anna J. Great fire. It's coming together, you know, as a baby face. She's got great fire. She screams a lot, which is good. She does a better job than Alan Angels. Alan Angels, by the way, you're fighting heavyweight champion. You hit him with a cross body and he kicked out at two. Don't look shocked. That's the heavyweight champion. Yeah. Don't look shocked. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think Anna Jay's got good fire. The thing that I really you like sure about <laughs> the, thing that, <laughs> the thing that I really like about Jamie Hayter is that her finishing move is a short arm clothesline. Like, that's great. Yeah, I was just about to talk about that. I, I would like that if it looked good. Like, I'm sorry, if it was JBL, JBL's the clothesline from home. Uh, JV, oh, don't even give me that. That is the best clothesline in wrestling. Uh, I can show you better clotheslines. In the hist- show me! Throughout the history of professional wrestling, he doesn't have the best clothesline ever. Stan Hansen has a better yeah. clothesline. He took no. it from Stan Hansen. Yeah, I know. He did it better. No, you're full of it. He you're did it better. It. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stan Hansen's watching. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, he can't watch. He's practically blind. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry, but uh, yeah, no, uh, JBL is the best close, but that's when it works. When you have a, you do a move really well. Uh, and then that's like, if you do a boot, like test, test had a great boot. Test had a great boot. Well, you're going to say you didn't. <laughs> no, he, he had a good boot. He had a good boot. He had a, a really good boot. boot. Yeah. It was, it looked good. And D'Lo Brown so, had like, a great it, Fox splash. Yeah, but, but but with strikes, you know, yeah, 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 with yeah. striking things, like in a in a world of AEW where you could kick someone in the head point blank thirty times and it and it just like they get back up to do a power bomb to you, you know, like that, like a, a short arm lariat, a short arm lariat, a short arm lariat. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> not I'm saying, in this no. company. Two things: one, it takes two to tango. You know, your opponent also has to work with you on that, and maybe Anna J didn't do the best job of working with Jamie Hader on that. And two, I agree with you that Jamie Hader should display more power in her matches. There, <coughs> therefore, her finish would be more impactful. Sure. <coughs> I got too what excited. You do the heart punch. <laughs> Give it to me. I think the hard punch is a good move, and someone should bring it back. But we got to move on. We got. But well, let's talk about the ending of this match. So uh, Jamie Hader won with that short arm lariat, and uh, goes to beat down uh, Anna J with Britt and such. And then Ty Conte comes out and immediately uh, beats them all up or, or kicks them all out. But then the numbers come out, and then Thunder Rosa appears, which is exciting. Um, which was fine. This this was just a boring after set. It's again. Right? It's to set up another title match at the pay per view. They did a lot of repetitive stuff to set up stuff at the pay per view tonight. Oh, repetitive stuff. A lot of beatdowns. We talked yeah. about it earlier in the show. But that would be a fun six woman tag match. Which I don't know if they've ever had a six woman tag match before. I think they might have had one, but don't, don't say it out loud. TK might hear you. We don't want any more bumbly jumbly matches. I no want that. Jumblies. I'm into it. Give me the bumbly jumblies. All right. 
Should I just start to cross something out? Just okay. <laughs> uh, Jade and Smart Mark uh, are in the back, and uh, Jade says she's going to name the TBS title That Bitch Show title. And then JR immediately says, That'll sell. <laughs> <laughs> JR comes in clutch. Sometimes JR says just the right thing. Yeah. A lot of times he says the wrong thing. More times than not, he says the wrong thing. Well, that'll sell is a really funny <laughs> he thing. Didn't, to he say. had a pretty good show tonight overall, actually. I think he did pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. No, no big blunders. <laughs> yeah. But then we get to what probably, at times, the best part of the night. We have MJF comes out. MJF comes out and he doesn't and and he gives this really great promo about how when those two guys came in we weren't sweating at Darby me and you were comfortable why because we are special we're this and that and he didn't understand why people booed him and loved Darby in the beginning it kind of confused him it got him angry but then he's like because people can't be me and they can be you great stuff and then Darby's just like, he's like, uh, I'm going to beat you because you're reckless in the ring and you're going to be emotional and that's how I'm going to win because I'm a better wrestler. Darby's like, no, I'm going to out-wrestle you on Sunday or whatever. And he's like, but today I'm going to beat you up. And then he goes charging, fun chase. Uh, but then Sting comes out. <laughs> Sting comes out to stop the way and he brings the biggest distraction <laughs> in the world of a bunch of schlubs with paper masks on. They, 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 I, what was that? What what masks were they wearing? I think they were wearing Darby Allen masks. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, let's backtrack for a second. Sure. This was the best MJF promo in weeks, maybe even months. Yeah. Yeah. No cheap heat, no distractions. That he doesn't spend a lot of time with the audience. He doesn't run down anyone's mother. It's just him saying that he's the best. Yeah. And it was great. It was phenomenal. And I think what Darby did was really good. Uh, I think Sting coming down was good. But then when the, the jobber army shows up in these masks, that's when no. things were stupid. However, however, I will say it got back on track when Darby and MJF actually got into a brawl. And the thing that I really love about this is MJF shouldn't be like any other heel. MJF is better than everyone. So he should be able to take the fight sometimes. He should be able to get involved. And that's what I like to see from my heels. I don't always need a chicken shit heel. I need a heel to stand up sometimes and fight. Because if he's always taking the easy way out, I lose interest. Sure. So I love to see and that. This was good. And oh, we just have to say a quick boom back at you, Tony. Oh, uh, Tony. Boom right at you. Uh, wow, what a fun crew we have today. Thank yeah. you all so much for joining us. Uh, but the best part of that segment... <laughs> Was that running clothesline yeah. over the barrier because Darby wa kept walking, kept walking. And I honestly thought, like, oh, Jared was like, oh, he's not going away. He's not going away because I think he was trying to wish guys. He's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> but he kept walking so far. And then he turns around and spreads the crowd. He's like this. He does that. They move. Gives it the coolest camera shot yeah. in AEW history. Yeah. This following camera shot of him running down and clotheslining him and the vicious clothesline. Vicious clothesline over the uh, the barricade. Yeah, Great I always stuff. get nervous. I when they do this stuff in the front row, for some reason, there's always either a small child. Like tonight, there was someone in a wheelchair. There's always somebody nearby where I'm always nervous that like if this goes wrong, that guy's Hit getting em. taken out. <laughs> Hit him! Hit him! Uh, that's what they're there for. You don't go to the front crowd of wrestling shows without 
hoping yeah. that you're going to get punched by Rodney Mack. Uh, Tony writes, <laughs> did you like that Lucha stuff, Red? Oh, you missed out big time, Tony. I did not. You <laughs> did, did not like it. Uh, it was uh, a clumbly jumbly mess, a bunch of bumble jumbles. Uh, Aerostar had a concussion five seconds in. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, Kalisto forgot how tags work. <laughs> Lucha Libre rules. And, no, it was not. It was. Not. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, it was very unfortunate. Uh, but you missed out big time, big guy. Uh, moving on, we got to hit the... This This is some stuff here. This is something you want to talk about, too. We got Andrade. Ever heard of him? Versus Cody Rhodes. Andrade Idolo versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, they come out... Uh, first off, real quick about their entrances. Uh, first off, Andrade's... I hated it at first. I'm liking it more and more. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like... He just looks like a fucking brick wall when he comes out. He just looks tough as shit, and I love it. Yeah. I love the, the fucking mask with the... He looks like a comic book character. Yeah, he does. He looks like a, he looks like boss. Uh, yeah. He looks like a boss battle. Uh, I used to hate that, his that, pants, too. I used to hate his pants, but I like his pants now. His pants are growing on me. Oh, I'm a big fan of the white pants. Yeah. Big fan of the white pants. Liked him when Bray Wyatt did it. Like him even more now. Sure. Uh, but then... Uh, so Andrade is so good. Cody's getting his mixed reactions again. Uh, well, now again, never stopped. And it's really starting to hurt his feelings. I really feel like he was about to cry today uh, because he was looking so forward to people being like, him being like, I really gave it to him last week. They're really going to love all the things I do now because I said I'm not Hollywood. And uh, another thing, I'm not, I don't want to bring up Cornette again. I just don't want to do it. But there was a good point made that he thinks he's John Cena. Yeah, he is. He thinks he's John Cena. He's not. John Cena earned it. John Cena earned yeah. everything. Uh, and people knew. Yeah. Oh, 100%. He worked hard for the longest time. Anyone who's been on top, he had the longest run in WWE history. 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 That's true. That's on 100% top. true. But what I what I mean by on when top. I go, when I say, eh, I mean he was getting booed in 2005. Long yeah. before he had the longest run. Yeah, so like people knew he was a... People knew he was a good guy. And, 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 like, the thing is, he didn't sweat the boobs. He never sweat them. The fact that Cody's just like, oh, doing me. I had to win the back. And, like, he never sweat it. Oh, wait, what a way he did? He just did more Make-A-Wishes. <laughs> he just, that's how he coped. He just kept doing Make-A-Wishes. He just was a good guy. And yeah. Cody's just not that. And so when people boo him, it's not like, oh, booing you because you went Hollywood. They're booing you because they don't like you as a person, Cody. <laughs> Well, let me, uh, can I, can I give, I have a hot P, I have a hot tip for Cody yeah, Rhodes if he wants to be cheered. Take about, you know, 25 minutes off your entrance. Your entrance yeah. takes forever. I don't need the lights Cody out. Rose. I don't need that thing in the middle. You want to be like everybody? You want to be like a fighter? Come to the ring like everybody else. Just do that. Just do what everybody else does. I'm just, nope. I'm over it. It's such we a bad guy it. entrance. It's don't such you, a heel dude, entrance. Last week you said you loved it. You loved his no. promo and you're excited. I love his promo. Said. I thought his promo was great. I'm talking about his entrance. Yeah, yeah, but don't you think that's all a part of it? He's just like, oh, now last week he's just like, I told him I'm not going to turn. I told him I'm not going to go Hollywood. Now they're going to like my entrance again. <laughs> like, that's what he thought. I he like, literally thought that. I like his black pants. I think his black pants are great. He should always black wear those. Pants. Those are his tweener his pants. Bla- matches his black heart. Oh, uh, Tony writes, all hail Andrade. He is so good. He is so good. We're yeah. going to talk about that now. Yeah. Also, Super Cody in full effect. Yeah, let's talk about that too. So uh, Cody uh, gets real desperate in this. 
to get the fans on his side after the three amigos and he stopped the three amigos and then they booed uh they were very upset that he uh they stopped the three amigos um so then he what he does he does the dusty yeah. jabs and elbow yeah. and he's so desperate never does that never yeah, does never. that but never he wants should. it so bad for them to love him yeah he, they that's so what I thought at first. That's basically like standing on your father's grave right Well, here's the thing. That's what I thought at first. I thought that was a desperate attempt to get people to cheer him. However, that also eventually led to the figure four from Andrade. And then I started thinking, well, here's Ric Flair's son-in-law, eventual son-in-law, and here's Dusty Rhodes' son. So now they're doing callbacks to Dusty versus Rick. Sure. And that's what that and then he did you know oh you know what I loved so much? Maybe my favorite little moment in this match is when Dusty or oh, Dusty, when Cody did the flare turnbuckle spot and he yeah. wound up on the apron and Andrade was right there to meet him. Ooh, Andrade really smooth stuff. as silk. Smooth uh, as Andrade silk. is really good. Uh the crowd was really behind him. Yeah. Uh and they really How loved can it. You and not then he, be. Yeah. How can you not uh, be behind and, him? But we got a sneak attack. So during the match, uh, during the match, uh, during the match, uh, during the match, we get FTR, who's been under the ring since their match. And they're underneath the ring and they, they use their belts to smack him in the head. Andrade gets the win there with a really cool, I love his DDT yeah. little thing. The hammerlock. Uh, and it was really good. Then there's a beatdown. Yeah, another beatdown. There's a beatdown on Coaster. Uh, and then Arn comes in, and he's about to square off with Tully, which I was all about. And so was Andrade. I feel like Andrade broke character. Andrade's just like, like, fucking go! <laughs> he's ready! Let him go! Let him do it! Uh, yeah, everyone was about that. Really disappointed that they didn't let that happen. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we'll get that moment. Uh, but uh, then we have the Lucha Bros come out, and out comes the, the second biggest clusterfuck of the night. Why they, if rewatch it, rewatch the Lucha Bros come out there fighting with FTR, there was so much confusion because they were trying to set up this spot, this one spot where they both bounce off the ropes and they both do a super oh, kick or yeah. something. I think I and saw And there was something so like much that. confusion spinning around and I they like, writing. it was so clunky. And then like, even, even Penta at one time was looking at Fina. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, didn't they just kind of give up? I think I feel like Penta was yeah. like, stop it. We're going to just do this other thing. But a couple of things here. A couple of things. Crackpot theory time. Yeah. We've been thinking this whole time because either it was AEW or Conrad who trademarked the Four Horsemen for use. We've been thinking this whole time that it's going to be Cody and FTR, et cetera. FTR and Andrade, the 21st century four horsemen. Andrade is a four horseman. The way he looks, the way he dresses, the way he wrestles, he is a four horseman. FTR is, they are the brain busters. Honestly, honestly, when Arn walked into that ring, I thought he was going to tap Charlie on the hand and then shake his hand. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been fucking nuts? It would have been crazy. Tully and Arn. Just like, we want to let these are our guys. Yeah. These are the guys. And that yeah. would have made so much sense. So much sense. Yeah. And it was just unfortunate we didn't get that. And then I but guess. no one laid a hand on Arn. That's true. That's also true. Because there's a so lot of mutual respect there. Yet. You never we know. You can't discount it. 
And then I, is Alistair Black the Tully Blanchard? Is he the fourth? Do not put Alistair Black. That would be I the, don't know. I would be so angry. <laughs> I would be so angry. You're putting a magic man in the force. <laughs> well, let doing? me also say, side note, um, something I appreciate about AEW, but I think someone like Jim Cornette probably hates a lot, is that they don't keep their history to just AEW. And that can be confusing at times. But like wrestling throughout history can be part of storyline in AEW. So it's confusing, right? Andrade and Aleister Black, why are they together? Well, Andrade's manager was Selena Vega, and Selena Vega is Aleister Black's wife. So they spend plenty of time together. And the only heavyweight championship that Andrade has won in North America was the NXT title, which he lost to, and then he lost the title to Aleister Black. There's there's some mystery there. That's all I'm saying. There's some mystery. Let's get some comments here. Tony writes, Cody would be uh, would have needed to be champ at least once before he tries this angle. Uh, I don't know. I don't want ever Cody to be champion. Um, Jika Marks writes, we just we just get teased with Arn versus Tully. I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I really think that they're going to join forces eventually. I think so, I, too. I, gotta I hope that. so, yeah. Uh, Tony writes, he's not even been world champ. You really want him to be world champ, don't you, Tony? <laughs> don't you, Tony? This is why we butt heads so much. This is why. Because under, <laughs> underneath, I want Cody to be heel and never be champ. And you want him to be a superstar baby face and be champion ever. Uh, I'm not trying to pick a fight with you, Tony. John Buseman writes, uh, Wardlow is Luger. Uh, I think that's great, actually. I think Wardlow is a better fit in that group than Aleister Black. I you know, well, yeah, no one, only you would suggest <laughs> Aleister Black. No it. one suggested Aleister Black in the forest, but, but Wardlow is just so blah. Nah, come on. What a blah nah. dude. He, they haven't blah given him a dude. chance to be anything other Sean than blah Spears. dude. No, Sean Spears. No, boo. Sean Spears. No, Sean Spears. He's got his cerebral. No, He's a thinker. I'm over it. He's the cerebral. We need a guy with a future. Sean Spears has a future. God Wardlow has it. a bigger and brighter future. I like War- Wardlow. Wardlow more like... <laughs> Wardlow is, could easily be Lex Luger. <laughs> more like Ward No. Uh, let's see, get out of here. Um, so, okay. Yeah, but anyone could be Lex Luger. That's not what we're striving no, for. No, not anybody. Bar- we want Barry Windham, not Lex Luger. He could be Barry Windham, too. Get your... Get out of here. You've barely get seen him work. Out. We exactly. all have barely seen him Everyone's work. Everyone's barely seen him work. His mother's barely seen him work. Nobody's <laughs> seen him work because he doesn't work. Uh, he just doesn't work. Uh, moving on. we got to get out of here. Uh, John Buson writes, high praise. Uh, <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. We got Tony. Tony Schiavone. Again, I really wish Tony Schiavone was that commentator. I just wish he I would was appreci- doing this, yeah. I just wish he would doing this. But Tony Schiavone with John Silver. Uh, John Silver, okay. What is Budge? Yeah, see, that's the problem. That's the problem, is that John Silver is a lot of fun, right? Like, he's got a lot of personality, and he's a good time. But all of his shit exists on Being the Elite. So if you don't watch Being the Elite, then you don't really know what's going on. And then this is really his first ever opportunity to cut a promo in a ring by himself. And then it's all kind of inside jokes. You know, Johnny Hungy is an inside joke, but it's, like, funny. So, you know, it's fine. But But JR made it mainstream. And, like, uh, there's a lot of instances where they had backstage segments where they mentioned it. Like, yeah. you don't mention things on your YouTube and make it, like, a part of canon. No one knows what Budge is. Uh, Budge is a B, being the elite bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, it's just, I don't want that. I don't want that on TV. 
Let's keep it on TV. Let's keep TV with TV. YouTube, you can do whatever you want. That's the fun of YouTube. But I don't, I don't like that. They expect, they expect too much of us. They expect us to watch uh, two hours of Dynamite, one hour of Rampage, another hour and a half of Dark, another hour and a half of Dark Elevation, and a 30 to 40 minute being the elite. It's like 15 to 20 minutes. No. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and if I wrote underneath after they did this, because I love John Silver, but I wrote, do they need to fill time? Yeah. <laughs> like, what well, is- that's the other thing, too, that I didn't love about this show is that it felt like they were up against it a little bit with time, which they've gotten better with. But it did feel like that. I think I believe that stupid Jericho segment went like five minutes longer than it was supposed to go. I mean, it went no doubt longer than it should have gone. But I think in the time of the show, I think that went a little longer and everything got crunched together. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Tony writes, it's hilarious. It's Silver telling Cole suggestions on how to change his his look, name, etc. It's a ripoff of Vince. Um, Again, probably very funny on being the elite with that with zero context with a crowd that probably majority don't watch being the elite every week. It, it, it farted. It was a fart in church. It was a fart in church. It was, it, it was flatter than a plate of piss. <laughs> Who says that? Uh, JC. <laughs> well, I know uh, that that got over like a fart in church is a JR one. Better than Chelsea's nuts. <laughs> I, I say it got over like a fart in church in everyday life, and I probably shouldn't say that. What's wrong with that? Well, because it's like, what? What are you talking Like the, the reference, like. Yeah, that, that promo was real kissing your sister. <laughs> or something like that. Bruce Pritchard. Because it's bad. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Fuck <laughs> Come Bruce on. Pritchard, though. We got last of the last thing of the night. Last one of the night. We got Orange Cassidy versus Miro. Uh, we got uh, Dan- uh, Brian Danielson coming out to do commentary. I like Brian, da- uh, Brian Danielson on commentary. He's a good analyst. Yeah, do you remember the Cruiserweight Classic? When he was the color commentator for all of those matches. Yes, he was great. great. He was really good there. And I was thinking of this earlier today, and I like to take a second. Um, I was not able to watch Ring of Honor back when, you know, Brian Danielson was like doing his thing there and he was the American. Watch your hitting on the table. Oh, sorry. I wasn't able to really like. Uh, <laughs> um, I wasn't really able to watch like that stuff. I was younger. I didn't know how to get get it. So I feel really fortunate to like be able to watch him easily wrestle and be himself and like really kind of crush it. Um, yeah. The way he is, I get distracted because I see your eyes shifting to something, and then you smirk, and I'm like, "What are you laughing at?" Anyway, not, uh, we uh, we both have to watch that. It's just that the, the sc- I, I just keep looking. I have to stop looking. We both have to stop looking. We have yeah, to stop. These damn, these damn fans are ruining this goddamn show. So uh, Tony writes, I want Mira to win this now. If Mira wins, Hangman wins. Uh, what What do you mean? If Mira wins, Hangman wins. So if Mira wins the tournament, then Hangman is going to beat Miro. But if Danielson wins the tournament, it's not certain that Hangman will then beat Danielson. I keep forgetting. This isn't for the TNT title. This isn't a TNT title tournament. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a title eliminator. So this the now Miro's going to fight Danielson at the pay-per-view, and the winner of that is going to be the number one contender for the title. I'm all types of confused. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's good, though. That is good. That's a good point. 
I hope he wins as well. That makes sense. Actually, I think John Moxley was going to beat Daniel Bryan. He's I think so too. His first loss. I think so too. Because that's what. Yeah, uh, we have some things here. I just realized the recording stopped and I missed Miro Danielson. Bye, <laughs> bye guys. Bye John. Uh, bye. <laughs> you got to watch it. You got to watch it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, strong win for Miro. Yeah. Strong win for Miro. Felt uh, it felt a little rushed at the end, but yeah. I was fine with it. Yeah, I think uh, it served its purpose. I think Orange Cassidy did a good job here. Uh, I think he did what he could, but, you know, it's Miro's time definitely to, yeah. to fight Danielson. I don't know who's going to win this match. I mean, I still I think love, it's going to be Miro. but Yeah, but I love this matchup, but yeah. I'm very nervous for Daniel Bryan, <laughs> uh, Bryan Danielson. Very nervous for him because I'm just worried about Because a few times Miro just kicked the fuck out of Orange Cassidy's head. Yeah. He just fucking yeah. snapped into a yeah. Slim Jim. It was pretty rough. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, we're excited for that. We're excited for Rampage coming up. Anything on Rampage that we haven't talked about? Um, no, I, I guess Red Velvet's fighting Bunny in the last uh, first round matchup to decide. I think it's exciting because you got to get through it. And they did another video package of those two, and it was a good video package. It made me kind of care a little bit about a match that like has no build or story to it. Yeah, I just uh, I feel like they've just done nothing with those characters, and I'm big into characters, mm-hmm. uh, and I, mm-hmm. the characters could get me into the match, and they're both kind of blah as wrestlers, so I need the characters for them. Yeah, and Bunnies is just kind of a throwaway character, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, Tony writes Kenny won't face Miro. Tony, Kenny do won't. you think Kenny's gonna beat Hangman at full gear? You think? Yeah, I think Hangman's definitely gonna win. Yeah. I don't think there's a doubt in my mind. So when he but says Kenny said, won't face Miro, what do you mean? What the hell are you talking about, Tony? Also, during – I don't know if anybody else saw this, but during the uh, Orange Cassidy-Miro commercial break, they had a commercial for the new season of Joe Parra Talks With You, and that's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm excited about that. No, I have I no idea what weird. that means. You should Is watch that show. I, thing? Yeah, I think you'll love that show. If you haven't watched uh, it, Red, you got to watch it. I'll go check it out. Write it down. I think you'll like it. We had fun today. We had a lot of fun. We talked a lot of shit. Uh, We're going to make it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Acid reflux. Um, Thank you all so much for watching. This has been Loser Leaves Wrestling. Uh, We got some hot meetings. I don't know if you heard from earlier in the night, but we got a hot meeting tomorrow to really up the tech up the tech on this show and we're very excited about it right rooster yeah we'll see what happens i mean perfect world we never crash the stream again and you guys are stuck with us for a long time tech issue free yeah this is very exciting this is very exciting uh also check out the podcast and make sure to check out twitter we've been posting stuff you've posted we've a little bit stuff. you posted some we posted something you posted something about amazing red this week right i did i did yeah check it out um rob Naylor, who's like a wrestling guy posted like a nice little comp of all of Amazing Red's cool shit from 2001 to 2003. Got a little interactions on it. I recommended some other additional things to watch that I think would be cool for everybody to check out. If you're into early 2000s independent wrestling, who knows? International! Chica Marks writes international. It's going to be big. It's going to be some big stuff. Uh, we're meeting with someone 12 hours out of our time zone. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much. This has been Loser Leaves Wrestling. The Rules and Whats. 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 The Rules and